It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Friday, and I am glad you made it. Now, I got, man, a lot of stuff on the agenda today that I'm going to go through. Look, some days I show up here and I look at what's happening in the news, and not much is going on. Other days I go, holy cow, how am I going to do all of this? So I'm going to try. Morning, Jim. Jim writes, oh, yes, we made it. Celebrate, party, okay. Uh, let's go to work today, and tonight we celebrate, party. Or at our age, fall asleep in your recliner. Happy Friday. See, that's my deal. Okay, here's what I got to do today. As you know, I get here a little after 2 o'clock in the morning. And when I get done here, I got to go over to a grocery store here in town because we're collecting the Thanksgiving turkeys and so on, uh, other fixings, which we do every year at that time. So I'll be there for a few hours helping out. And then I get home. And yeah, Jim, there is a recliner in my future. And then, oh, by the way, Jim, you and the gang will have we, we will have breakfast on Saturday to start Saturday. Other than that, I didn't make plans on Saturday because sometimes, as active as I am, I like to not make plans just to recharge a little bit. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so I'm going to start. This is just fun. I just, you remember, let's go back a while ago, there was a woman who, I'm trying to remember her name right now. Some of you out there remember her name. It'll come to me. But uh, she decided that she identified as a black woman, even though she's nothing to do with black at all. And uh, she went ahead and frizzed her hair up and basically uh, wore makeup to make herself look black. And then actually became head of the NAACP in her town, which I, I want to say was Washington State in that area. But anyway, she was eventually outed on that. She's not doing really well financially or anything like that, but that was clearly cultural appropriation. I'm surprised more people in the left didn't call her out on that. But again, she's not doing really well. That's just some weird kind of mental disorder. Now, when it comes to Senator Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, I give her a little bit of a break, just a little bit. Because she had, I believe it was a grandmother, I think, all her life, told her that she was American Indian, Native American, however you want to put it. And so that's what she thought. Now, what I give her points off for is she used that, I'm a minority, and she used that to get all sorts of different jobs that paid really well. 
And then finally, when she was cornered in that, why don't you do a DNA test? Because people knew she wasn't. She does a DNA test, and she's not. So, so I give her a little bit of a break, because that's what she was told her whole life. That you are a, and then the DNA test show, no, she's not. All right. Let's go up to Canada. I want to see how they handle this. Headline. Canadian musician and indigenous person icon is actually a white woman from Massachusetts. Well, it doesn't surprise me she's from Massachusetts. There are certain places in a story like this you look at and you go, well, obviously. But okay. Known for co-writing the Oscar-winning Up Where We Belong, uh, writing the much-coveted 1960s protest standard Universal Soldier, and the year she appeared on Sesame Street, wearing traditional dress, she taught the Count, oh, not the Count, I love the Count, to Count to Cree, C-R-E-E, in 1977. Uh, breastfed her baby on camera. Santa Marie has long been one of Canada's most prominent indigenous icons. She has been commemorated on a Canadian postage stamp and performed for Queen Elizabeth II. One name phenomena akin to Madonna, Sharon Elvis, as the Globe and Mail column put it. So in other words, people were singing her praises all of this time. Asked about her early years in 2018 in an NPR interview, uh, she spoke about the 60s, a program through which, uh, called The Scoop, she, which the government took indigenous children from their families and put them up for adoption to non-indigenous parents to assimilate them into the Canadian non-indigenous society, she said. The program began a decade after 1941 in her birth. In 1986, in an interview with the Los Angeles Times Magazine, she says, I was born on the Paipot Cree Reservation near, and it says where, which I can't pronounce where, but all right. Then her story goes that she was adopted by a Massachusetts couple who raised her near Boston. She wasn't, okay, so... Rachel Dolezal, thank you. Iety John said, yes, Rachel Dolezal. That's the person I was thinking of that claimed she was a black woman. It wasn't. Okay. She wasn't born in Canada. She's clearly born in the United States, said Heidi, uh, Marie's daughter, and, and also her older brother. She's clearly not indigenous or Native American. The claim is supported by documents obtained by the Canadian Broadcasting Center, including, well, her birth certificate from Massachusetts. The the investigation also shows that her account of her ancestry has a shifting narrative full of inconsistencies. Wow. So it starts with her siblings going, no, not even, no. And then here's her birth certificate that shows otherwise. What are they going to do now? Because she's been doing this for so long. She was on Sesame Street, for God's sake. So the story says there's an image of her birth certificate, and there's a link that I can go ahead and click on it. She was not adopted but was born in the U.S. The birth certificate specifies that she and her parents are white, her own niece's daughter, and so on, even her own daughter, 
says her father spoke to a Sesame Street producer about the fact that the family is white. So after she did Sesame Street, um, <clears throat> sorry to break this to you, but this happened after a chance encounter. Allen was a commercial pilot. One day, 1975, was greeted by passengers getting off the plane and realized that his sister was on board. She was traveling with a PBS producer. A week later, the producer called and asked if she was really her brother. Allen told the producer that they were white and shared the same parents and said dad didn't think much more about it until about... November 7, 1975, when the letter from the Los Angeles law firm arrived in his mailbox, the firm represents Buffy St. Marie is what she goes by. A letter from her lawyer who had represented the, he had represented the likes of the Rolling Stones and the Beach Boys. We have been advised that you have, without provocation, disparaged and perhaps defamed Buffy, inferring uh, with her employment opportunity, interfering with her employment opportunities. Uh, we will. She will spare no expense in pursuing any and all legal remedies. So, in other words, you've been going around telling people she's actually a sibling and she's white, and it does. <clears throat> so she sticks a lawyer on. Uh, inside the law firm's letter was an envelope addressed to him, a handwritten letter from his sister. You no doubt remember your continued sexual abuse to me and my daughter. Uh, according to my memories and my child. Okay, so now she's going to say, you better shut up or I'm going to accuse you of sexual abuse. In other words, she's threatened her own brother if he dared reveal her secret. Letter still exists, by the way. And now the Canadian broadcasting system has it. It was a uh, match to her handwriting. The investigation also turned up a 1982 marriage certificate in which she herself had... Said, said she was born, she was married in Massachusetts and identified her actual parents in the marriage certificate. I see, I just don't know why people keep doing this kind of stuff. I just don't understand this. But here's someone who has praised for the longest time. Now, what do they do from here? Because at the very least, it's cultural appropriation, right? Well, and... It, the number of people who want to identify as somebody else or something else. I know it's always been there long before this whole push that we recently see today. It's always been there. What do you do with them when you find out? Coming up on 617, Wake Up Wyoming. Sure, this shovel. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekdays at 6. 624 is the time, but it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so after that story I just told you about this woman who claimed to be a Canadian, uh, American Indian, Got herself on all sorts of different television shows and helped write songs and all sorts of things. She's making a living at this, and none of it was true. It was all just a farce. She was born in Massachusetts, completely white, you know, made the whole thing up. Threatened her brother when her brother was exposing her for, hey, you're a fraud. Well, got a lawyer, threatened to accuse him of all sorts of sexual improprieties with the children and stuff like that. Let's go back to when we were kids, because I do remember this story when I was a little kid, hearing this in school. 
the story of the emperor has no clothes. Now, you know the story, but let's go through it here. The emperor loved wearing just the finest outfits and would always get the best tailors to create these incredible outfits. And then he would display himself in front of all of his subjects and everybody would ooh and ah at how great the king looked in all of these wonderful clothes. One day someone shows up and claims to be making him clothes, but he's actually not doing anything. He's pretending to sew and stuff like that, but nothing's actually happening. And then tells the king, after charging him an enormous amount of money for all of this, that, oh, you look wonderful wearing this. The king's naked. And as the king gets out there and parades himself in front of his subjects, nobody is saying anything. Everybody's acting like, oh, you look wonderful. Oh, my God. And one kid, a little kid, you know, that old saying out of the mouth of babes, one kid. He's naked. Okay, so... The kid's not supposed to do that. He's supposed to play along, right? This, I think, is a big part of the problem that we have today, that somebody will act all upset and offended that we call them out on a fraud. Now, let your imagination run wild because I can point out one fraud or another, but there's so many different kinds of frauds that are just frauds. They're lies. And we're supposed to pretend that this is real. Again, let your imagination run wild because there's so many different topics that I could say that's fake. But you're supposed to pretend like it's a real thing. And if you don't, then when you, even when you get on social media, boy, you're going to be de-emphasized or blocked or they might ban you or somebody will find some. The cancel culture has tried to cancel you over the years. I've called cancel culture cancer culture. Most of what it does, though, is deny what's actually real right in front of us. And you're not allowed to say that. How dare you? Well, you should dare. Oftentimes when I listen, I don't listen. Believe it or not, I don't listen to a lot of talk radio. It's gotten just so depressing over the years. And especially because uh, a lot of the people who do talk radio are really negative. And many of them act like there is no solution. There's nothing we can do. We're just doomed. That's it. It's over. I've been hearing that my entire life. There's a lot we can do to solve the many problems that we face. And I think one of the biggest ones is to boldly just call out when the emperor has no clothes. Flat out say, Rachel Dozel is a white woman who's faking it. This person I just got done telling you the story about is a white woman from Massachusetts who has been faking it this whole time. This is a fraud. Call it out. Same thing. Pick your topic. You know, sorry, but you're you're a man. I'm sorry. I know what a woman is. I know what a man is. Sorry, but uh, wind and solar are frauds. So is the cult of climate change. Again, pick your topic because there's so many we can go in. Just call it out and stand your ground on it. And that, I think, is one of the biggest, more than anything else, one of the biggest things we need to do, uh, not just here in America. We start here, start locally, but here in America. But worldwide as well is just call it out for what it really is. But also point out to people, not just those people who are pushing the fraud, but all of those people who are helping them, like we do on a regular basis with the news media, for example, and politicians. It's a long, hard battle. But, yeah, I think one of the biggest problems that we have is when these kinds of fraudsters come along on so many different topics is when we don't call them out but go along.
I'm with the kid on this one. The emperor is naked. And he doesn't have the body for it anymore. I mean, maybe when he was a young guy, he probably was a good-looking king, probably could stand there naked and people would be impressed. But he's an old king now. There's no country song. I don't look good. I don't look good naked anymore. I haven't thought about that song in a long time. I said, okay. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast. After that, you and I get back into it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Narrowly escape a vote to He's expel him to from you, the house. Not what went you. wrong there? Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Should be easy. This Despite a mounting Wyoming list of federal K2 charges Radio. against him, most of the Republicans in the House wanted to wait and let an ethics committee make the call after they finished their investigation. That plan mostly went up in flames when the committee finally released an advanced copy of the report to Santos and the committee chair issued a statement about it. Bottom line is that the Ethics Committee will not urge the removal of Santos from office, but they are also not recommending he be kept either. See, this is... Oh, God. This is part of what I mean by when we come across people who are just fraudsters. I would just get rid of them. Now, let's go back a little bit. Let me see. Um, Joe Biden. Well, as long as we... I'm all favor getting... This uh, Republican, as he ran as, Santos lied about everything to get elected and fooled everybody in his district in New York. I am all about throwing him out of Congress. While we're at it... There is one less candidate in the race for the presidency tonight. Delaware Senator Joseph Biden dropped out of the hunt today, saying the disclosures about his plagiarism in law school and his exaggerations about his academic record made it impossible for him to continue. I do it with incredible reluctance, and it makes me angry. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position of having to make this choice. The Delaware Democrat is the second candidate to be forced from the race by questions of character and integrity. Gary Hart dropped out. See, now, I was all in favor of kicking these people out, Gary Hart and Joe Biden, way back then. Yet somehow Biden gets back into the game. And the media has been supporting him. And that wasn't the only time. The new questions stem from tape remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. His memory has failed him. Okay, he lied. All right. So how do we still have him now as president of the United States? Or we can go point at any other member of Congress. I don't care which political party guilty of the same thing. So I'm all for exposing fraudsters. Yes, Rachel Dozel, this woman who claimed to be an American Indian in Canada, who made a huge living at it, by the way. 
getting rid of George Santos, who lied to get into Congress in New York. I don't care that he's a Republican Party. Get him out. Get rid of Joe Biden, as we had to do on more than one occasion. By the way, Biden still tells lies exactly like this to this day. He's never stopped. I can point to how many other people. And again, as I said earlier, let your imagination run with this. Just go ahead. Let, let your intellect run with it. How many other people can we name who have lied about how many different things and yet still wound up in positions of power in the United States and we don't get rid of them? I, why? I don't know. Why the lies are allowed to persist? I don't know. And why the media helps with these lies at times, I don't get. If anything, I would love to see when you come across someone who's that bad, as bad as a Joe Biden, as bad as a George Santos, just to understand this person is a chronic liar, therefore not good for anybody. Classify them as another type of toxic personality and get rid of them. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Covering catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the phones we go because Frank Campino is not down there in the icebox. He's on the road today. Frank, where are you at? Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay, four. Uh, I'm just heading to Denver today to mm. leave for Chicago later on. This oh, afternoon. that's right. You've got vacation coming up. So, of course, you're going to be. Are there going to be any sporting events for you to attend while you're in? Uh, I, I don't know. And I'm spending half the time in Florida, too. Oh, so okay. Well, there's got to be something I, going I, on there. Um, I think the, the uh, NBA team in Orlando, the Magic, is playing right. when I'm there. We may check that out. As long yeah. as we get that traditional picture of you up there in the stands holding the beer, which you always have to. Yeah. It happens every day. Okay, so there is a story I came across where I thought Frank needs to hear this. So there's a guy in Texas who goes on a hike. He's like 59 years old. He heads out into the desert because some of the desert areas out there are really beautiful. Caution, Frank, mm -hmm. uh, some deserts, while as beautiful as they can be, after a while, everything starts to look exactly the same. So he gets and lost. And you can get lost. Yes. Okay. So now that he's out there, it's like 107 degrees. And he's been out there for a few days. And people are looking for him, but he has no idea what to do. So with 107 degrees, he finds anything he can to hide behind to stay out of the sun, which it isn't much because it's a desert. Finally comes across this little puddle of dirty water. And in the puddle of dirty water, there are tadpoles. He okay. is extremely thirsty and hungry. So he takes off his filthy, dirty hat, scoops up water with tadpoles, and just has at it. When rescuers no finally find the guy, while he does look, you know, a bit worn out and, I mean, just exhaust, heat exhaustion, all that kind of stuff, at least he was hydrated and not starving. Uh, he said he went full naked and afraid, if you know that television show. Full tadpoles yes. in muddy water. Yes. But when you're that desperate... I, I was uh, going to say, I didn't know that was a recipe for survival. It is, yes. Not recipe for a dinner you would prefer, 
But when you're that desperate, Frank, even tadpoles are like, you know, tadpole sounds pretty good right about now. I think I'll just go ahead and scoop that up. Now, I wonder, do you just swallow the tadpoles with the water or do you chew them on the way down? I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, too. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys were in the Myrtle Beach South Carolina tournament and lost to St. Louis 79-69 to follow the 2-1 and one on the year. Caden Powell had 17 points to lead. Wyoming Cam Manuel had 15 points and 12 rebounds, but the Cowboys shot just 35% from the floor. So they will meet the College of Charleston in that tournament at 1230 this afternoon. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women will be at home tonight to meet uh, NJC from Sterling, Colorado at 6 p.m. They just lost to NJC over the weekend, so uh, they... Um, they're one and two on the year. And the Casper College men, they'll be at Snow College, and they tonight they are three and three. The L Triple C women, after losing to Western Nebraska their last time out, will be at the Utah Eastern Tournament. And the L Triple C men, they're three and two. They lost to Lamar 79-78 their last time out, and they will host Lamar on the 24th of this month. In junior college volleyball, Casper College won their loser out match. In the national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas, they beat Blinn, Texas, three sets to one, 25-19, 25-18, So they will play New Mexico Junior College today at noon in another loser-out game. Wyoming Cowgirls beat Air Force in the four sets yesterday in Laramie in volleyball. So the Cowgirls are 8-9 and nine overall. The top six teams in the first will make the Mountain West Tournament, and the Cowgirls are currently on the outside looking in. They'll need to beat New Mexico on Saturday at home and also have some help from a couple of other teams. In the college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors tomorrow at noon at War Memorial Stadium. You know, the Cowboys really need to take a good look in the mirror and say who we are, what we are, why we are, and play like it. The Cowboys are four and uh, the Cowboys are six and four overall, three and three in Mountain West Plain, and Hawaii is four and seven overall and two and four in league play. Noon start t- uh, tomorrow from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Broncos football. They'll take out Minnesota on Sunday night. The Broncos are four and five on the year. Minnesota six and four. Yesterday in the NFL, Cincinnati beat uh, Cincinnati lost to Baltimore thirty four twenty. For uh, Casper native Logan Wilson, the Cincinnati's middle linebacker, had nine tackles in that game for the Bengals, who falls to five and five on the year. That's in sports. So are you flying from Cheyenne to Denver? No, I drive to Denver. You're driving all the way down. Oh, okay. Because I always just fly out of our town here. Uh, but then again, I buy the tickets when they're so, like I told you, after the holiday is when ticket prices drop. So uh, while I save a ton of money and I can fly all the way down to Tampa, Florida at a really low rate if you pick the right time of year. You're not in the cargo hold, are you? No, I'm not. No, no. They, they duct tape me to the wing on the way out. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. If you travel between holidays, the prices get stupid low. Just, just I a like thought. that idea. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. No, I mean, really, I, I got tickets. I'll be flying out of the, after Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, week after. I'll be flying out of the Casper Airport, going to Denver, then going to Tampa. And the price of the tickets round trip was just a little over $300. Because I'm flying, seriously, and I'm flying because nobody else is flying at that time. It's after the holidays. It's between holidays, if you will. Let's wake up, Wyoming. cold water heaters notice i don't say hot water heater i hear a lot of people say hot water heater if the water is already hot 
then why are you heating it? It's a water heater. So you can call it a cold water heater. But anyway, we have different ways to heat our homes and run different things. And of course, the Biden administration would love to get rid of all of that. But no, we're Wyoming. Never mind. We're not going to do that. I was all excited when I saw, ooh, price of natural gas coming down. That's good news for all of us. Yeah, about that. Story says from our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, Wyoming Public Service Commission is scheduled to take up a request from Black Hills Energy to increase natural gas base rates. They want to do that in the December hearing. But a company's spokesperson says customers will still be paying less to heat their homes compared to last year, regardless of the outcome of the hearing. Okay, hang on, let's get into this. The utility is asking for a total increase of $19, uh, I'm sorry, $19, 19.3 million at its base rates for natural gas. The company says that would increase rates for residential customers about $7 a month. Black Hills Energy spokesperson says that even if it is approved, that increase is improved. That doesn't automatically mean your gas bills are going up. That's because the base rates are only one component of what a customer pays for natural gas. The other component is uh, the cost of Black Hills Energy for purchasing gas. Uh, natural gas prices are now down about 48%. So folks can expect their overall heating bill to be lower at this time. Okay, so Black Hills Energy News release says historic production and above average storage have produced a stable market for power for this winter. As we do throughout the year, they said we encourage customers to use less energy, right? But still, they have been purchasing whenever prices are low and storing it, and that'll help you this winter. If approved, the rate increase would take effect February 1st, 2024. The hearing is slated for December 12th at 9 a.m. Commissioner in the hearing room, and it talks about where Commissioner Hearing Room 2515 Warren Avenue, Suite 300 in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And you can also learn specific details about the hearing. Our man in Cheyenne has provided, this story is on the Wake Up Wyoming website. He's provided links if you want more details. Quote, since it's a rate review, its last rate review was in 2019, the company has completed more than $140 million in system safety, integrity, and reliability projects for its natural gas system in Wyoming. So these critical projects, it says, were required to support safe and reliable delivery of gas and transportation services and meet compliance requirements with state and federal regulations. So that's why they want an increase in the base which they say shouldn't really hurt you this winter because natural gas prices will be really low this winter. Now, I also wonder, as I read that, let you decide what you will of that, okay? As I read that, I also wonder, as the bureaucracy with the Biden administration worked toward getting rid of natural gas as something that you would use, which, again, I just stay out of my house if, if I decide to cook on natural gas or whatever it is, my water heater uses natural gas. All right. uh, so, so, yeah, there are some natural gas. Mine's a bit of a house is a bit of a hybrid between natural gas and uh, just electricity there. It's a little bit of both going on at the same time. And I'm all 
for that. I like uh, one of the uh, a more than one thing approach. So if one system goes down, I got something else going on at the same time. But you get to run your house the way you want to run your house, rather than having a bunch of bureaucrats tell you what you have to do and push you toward one thing rather than another. So okay. Next story up, and I'm doing a little bit of house cleaning because we're getting into the weekend here, so I'm sort of topic hopping a little bit. Story from USA Today. She got a ticket for beeping her car horn. Now she's asking the Supreme Court about this. Susan Porter remembers the shock she felt when a sheriff's deputy firmly explained to her after he had pulled her over, it's illegal to use a horn this way. I'm going to give you a ticket. The uh, 60, This woman was 69 years old and recalled going by some protesters. There's a law for that? She had been driving by a rally outside of her congresswoman's office in 2017. So we're still doing... It's worked its way up through courts in 2017. And her honks showed sign of support for the protesters. In the same way drivers beep uh, at a political candidate waving a sign... Or to celebrate a sports game, you know, to, we won, yay, beep, beep, you know. So Porter challenged California traffic law that bans honking and other than to warn other drivers or pedestrians. All the way to the Supreme Court. Her argument, since the dawn of the automobile, car horns have been something as a form of expression, not just warning. Because of that, she says... Beeping is protected under the First Amendment. Quote, the car horn is the sound of democracy in action. Through, uh, though they appear uh, to be rarely enforced, similar laws are on the books at 41 states. New York law bars drivers from sounding a car horn for anything other than a warning of some kind. You know, you don't want to hit somebody, something like that. Missouri... Uh, admonishes drivers for the use of their horns for and they want people to do it for warning purposes only as well so porter's attorneys say such re, uh, requirements defy reality during the pandemic to avoid bringing large crowds together oh we did that by the way yeah there was a rally that happened we had something like that here in wyoming there were some comedians that were going to do a stand-up routine but we had the pandemic going on so they had people meet, I think it was at a mall here in Wyoming, and they stood outside and did their stand-up routine. And, and if I remember this right, they had it set up with a local radio connection, a local, I think it was an FM transmitter that just covered sort of the parking lot area. And as they stood there and did their stand-up routines, if people liked the joke, they could flash their lights and honk their horns. Since nobody could hear the crowd laugh. I don't think Wyoming has a law like that. I'll have to check it out. In 2020, a convoy of truckers honked their horns outside of the White House in protest of President Donald Trump uh, delivering remarks on in the Rose Garden. At the time, Trump described the horns as interrupting his remarks, but also a sign of love. The Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that speech is protected by the First Amendment and encompasses more than just the spoken word. So, for example, a 7-2 majority of justices ruled that students wearing black armbands to protest the Vietnam War were taking part in protected speech, as an example of that. 
Uh, legal director of California-based First Amendment Coalition said he was stunned to hear that this woman got a ticket because she saw protesters, agreed with them, and went beep beep. And for that, she gets a ticket. Well, it's been a while. She got that ticket back in 2017, but has finally made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. It's Wake Up Way He's well, not, would but be, his pants uh, are on fire. Bondage. Could someone grab an extinguisher? And Wake other, Up Wyoming uh, with Glenn other, Woods. You know, things like this, sexual activities. The Rhodes College chaplain, a chaplain, an ordained Presbyterian minister, had planned to host a local dominatrix seminar to share wisdom on how to safely, sanely, and consensually learn about Bondage, discipline, domination, sadism, submission, and et cetera, et cetera. Including some words I can't say on the radio. It was the BDSM 101 workshop, invitation obtained by a news outlet. The event was supposed to take place on campus. Rhodes College, which is affiliated with the Presbyterian Church, told the outlet the proposed event was canceled as soon as it came to their attention. Immediately. It was not a college-sanctioned event, they said. No such event is planned for our campus. According to uh, the administrative, well, they canceled it November 10th. Quote, on Monday, a conservative commentator and columnist wrote about the situation, and it came to the attention of the college. Other media outlets began doing stories as well and eventually made a local television station. They talked about it on air, but had a post as well. As soon as everybody knew about it, oh, what? <clears throat> and the whole thing was canceled. Now, again, when I say that this was happening, at the same time, you know, I, I, I take a look at the smiling young lady who's the minister and so on. And at first you might think, no, not, you know. But, but then you dig a little bit deeper into her past and her story and you go, oh, okay. Makes sense. One student told a local TV station that the event on campus was absolutely ridiculous. Quote, I don't think anything sexual like this or any other seminar like that should be held on a college campus. Even though this is a private school, I don't think that it belongs here. Especially, you know, at the college I go to. It just not, not what you would expect from basically a Presbyterian college. Okay. Just be warned is all I'm saying. Be Warned. Oh, okay. Wait a second. Um, I got to answer, Miss Mary. Uh, okay. She sent me a note. She made it. Okay. Milo in Fort Danger. I was just talking about your gas bills. He said, I can no longer afford my gas bill. I will use wood burning stove and cut down trees in my area to do so. Problem is, Milo, you live in Wyoming. There's not much for trees out here. Imagine for a moment, let's go back to that story that I started at the top of the hour with where, you know, utility rates keep going up and up and up. Let's go to the UK. They promised people in the UK because they were going to put up wind and solar, it was going to be more reliable, more affordable and cleaner. And none of that turned out to be true. It's worse for the environment. It's not reliable. It's not affordable. And it's intermittent as well, not even sustainable. They like to throw that word. It's intermittent as well. It got so bad between intermittent energy and expensive energy that people in the UK went down into their basements where they either had a coal furnace or an oil furnace and began to restart them. So at people's homes, smokestacks started smoking again. 
Now, I'd given you guys a story a while ago. Well, several times I've told this story. Just Let's just take a look at the New England states just as one example. There was a time that the New England states didn't have much left for trees. They'd pretty much all been cut down. And that's because people were using them for a lot of different things, including cooking and keeping warm in the wintertime. New England gets a lot of snow, a lot of snow. It gets very cold up there. But then came electricity because we were burning coal. And now you go to the New England states, and it's one of the most heavily forested areas in North America. Everything just came roaring back. The forest came roaring back. So imagine, let's go back to uh, Milo and Fort Danger here. If we start using more wind and solar in Wyoming, but also start having problems with uh, utility rates in general going up, people are going to start looking for alternatives. Now, I already know of some people, not because of their electric bills, but there are some people that I know that have stoves in their living room. And they don't all burn just wood. Some people will burn even wood pellets. But some people, because coal is plentiful in Wyoming, they just go out and get some coal. And I've watched them do it. They just throw it in their stove and light it. And they're just burning coal straight. So for those people who think that, well, we need to be environmentally friendly and go to these alternate forms of energy like wind and solar... Let's take a look at what happens when we do. The same thing that happened in the UK also happened in other, in European nations like over in, in uh, Germany, for example. They were doing the exact same thing. Other countries as well. People are cold, really cold. It's wintertime. They're cold and they want to keep warm. And if the electricity is intermittent or too expensive or a little bit of both, they're going to find some other way to keep warm. They're going to do it. So, Miley, when, when you say you're just going to light up your wood stove up there, you're not the only one. thing is, Wyoming doesn't have a whole lot for trees. But still, you can go. In my family has a cabin up in the Carolina Mountains, as I've told you guys before. It's so he- That area used to be almost completely forested out. But it's so heavily wooded once again because, again, we burn coal for electricity. But whenever I went to find wood for the wood-burning stove at the fireplace, just because I wanted to use it, not because I had to, there's so many trees and bushes up there, I couldn't keep up with the dead ones. I was constantly cutting down dead trees and rhododendron and other bushes like that just because there's so much out there keeping the forest nice and clean and using all that wood. I couldn't keep up with it all. And that's just me cutting down the dead stuff on my family's property there. Here in Wyoming, a little bit harder to do. But that's what people will do. That's what will happen. Remember a couple of years ago, Texas had a problem. They had a problem with their grid, and the power went out. And it happened to go out on one of the coldest days they've ever had. And it caused a lot of problems for people. I wonder how many people looked at that situation and thought, well, if energy is going to be that unreliable then I'm going to either get my own a, a generator at my house, like a diesel or a gas generator, or I'm going to put a wood stove in or something like that. People will start thinking in those terms. So if as the government continues to push us toward more unreliable and more expensive energy, you can see that this has already happened in other places. It'll happen here, too. Rianne and Fort Danger, remember when what was meant for the bedroom was left in the bedroom? No one really knew what anyone else was into? Yeah, now they hold college courses on it. 
run by a minister of a Presbyterian church. Where are we today? Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast after that. You and I get back into it again. Don Day will join me at 745 with the weekend weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Since we got into a little bit of a talk about energy in the last segment and the cost of energy, which could go up considerably here in the Wyoming, not just your electricity, but other forms of energy that you use. I get a load of this. Now, I'll get into this in the 8 o'clock hour with open phones. But first off, experts are warning Biden's agreement with China to shut down organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil will harm Americans. We'll get into that. Also, India plans to increase coal production by 60%. India. Now, first off, China's not going to cut back on their coal production. They have plans and are currently building more coal fire power plants, which will mean they will need more coal. I did a story and told you guys a while ago that the world is actually using more organic fuels than ever before. We're not cutting back on coal, gas, and oil. We're using more than ever. So not only is China, they're... I want to see it's not president dictator said to Biden we'll work with you on you know clean green sustainable energy and yet obviously not because they're building more coal plants than ever before and they're not going to stop now again let's go back to that headline India to increase coal production by 60 percent so for all the work that some people here in America are trying to do to stop using these forms of energy the rest of the world is using more than ever before, despite what you've heard about it. Mike is in Casper. My brother's an engineer at the insulation plant in Texas and uh, was uh, there when uh, it froze up. Pretty ugly when the windmills froze that day. A lot of broken pipelines in the plant, uh, basic rebuild of the plant. Yeah, I, I know uh, there was a bit of confusion. <clears throat> People did not have a loss of energy during that cold snap in Texas a few years ago because of the wind turbines. It was a grid failure in general. It was not because of the wind turbine. But at the same time, people notice here they are freezing. It's really cold. It was one of the coldest days ever, on on record anyway. And when people looked out at all these massive wind farms that had been put up, nothing's turning Where's the energy they need? So, yeah, the grid was the problem, but the wind turbines were not producing any energy because it's too cold. The winds, the air is not moving, first off. The wind turbines had frost, ice all over them. 
So nothing's going to happen with them. This is unreliable energy. Same thing with your solar panels. Meantime, and I say this every single winter, we're going to get into some cold weather here. In fact, we have some. I have Don Day coming on 745. He's going to talk about your Thanksgiving forecast. Temperatures drop quite a bit. I mean, considerably. We'll get into that with him on, on what's up for uh, temperatures Thanksgiving and just beyond it. But as I always say, there's times I've shown up here in the morning and it was like minus, at one point, I remember reporting to you guys, minus 14 degrees out there. And reminding everybody that it's not wind and solar that's keeping you warm at this point. It was natural gas and coal. And when demand for natural gas and coal go up, all the power company has to do is crank it up. Just turn it up. There you go. There's more energy to take care of everybody. It's that simple. Jim is sending me a note, building more coal fire power plants, and yet the CO2 levels dropping below acceptable levels. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Doesn't seem to compute with what you've been told about this, right? Yeah. In fact, I, now I wonder if I have this, because uh, I had played it for you uh, the other day, green collapse, that might be it, uh, energy coalition bypass. No, I don't think that I had played. There was a gentleman who is a uh, climate scientist, and he was talking about, well, this guy is not, not even just a climate scientist, he's a Nobel laureate, you know. <clears throat> and he was talking about CO2 levels. When you take a look at it historically, and I don't mean Dorn while human beings have been alive. Go back at the proxy data that we have from looking at what's been left behind in nature. We can see where things were at. And it shows us that in the past, the planet was not necessarily warmer. We've had ice ages, and the CO2 level was much higher. When the, And we've had also warm spells, and the CO2 level was much lower. But in the past, CO2 levels were much higher than today, and there was more life on the planet. Today, we're actually at a much lower CO2 level. Now, in recent decades, there has been a bit of a spike, but we have a long way to go to get back to where it should be to help life on this planet. If anything, yeah, a little more CO2 in the air would be a good thing, not not a bad thing. 742, wake up, Wyoming. November wake weather, up, Wyoming. a little bit Glenn colder Woods for everybody live as we get into Sunday night, K2 Monday radio, with this next system wake coming up, up Wyoming mobile Okay, app. there's the big key. So then we get into, yeah, some people just take the holiday off and maybe the day after. I personally take it to avoid shopping on Black Friday, but okay. But now, as we start getting into travel time, things start to change up a little bit. But bad travel weather? Well, let's break up next week into a couple of sections. Okay. Uh, so for, for travel weather, the way it's looking right now, early next week, we do have the system coming in overnight Sunday into Monday. I, I think that we, we probably won't have any significant weather problems for travelers uh, Monday, Tuesday, and probably for Wednesday. So getting to grandma's house for Thanksgiving does not appear to be much of a problem. But if we look at the second half of the travel period, which is Thanksgiving Day, Friday and into the following weekend, we're getting more and more confident that we're going to see a collision of Arctic air and Pacific moisture, probably starting on Thanksgiving Day. Don't know exactly the timing yet, whether it's going to be during the day or maybe coming in at night. We'll have a better idea on Monday. But I am expecting hazardous travel uh, because of very cold temperatures, snow, icy conditions, 
sometime late Thanksgiving Thursday and especially during the day Friday. So uh, the return trip home is where our concerns lie right Yeah, see, you've left us in a really bad spot. It's easy to get to the relatives, but when we want to get the hell out of there, we get stuck there. This well, is you not can have fun. Work. You can have fun with your relatives, you know, where they think you're just coming for Thanksgiving, but just walk into their house yeah. with a giant suitcase. Right. Usually, yeah. you just leave your brother-in-law sleeping on the couch, and you disappear when he's not looking. But okay, so uh, how bad are we? We're just talking slick roads, or we're not talking about a major snow. Okay, we we can't. You know, we I don't want to get out ahead of our skis. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah. what I see is potential travel weather concerns. Thursday and Friday in particular. Right. When we get closer, we can start to hone in on where there may be more snow or less snow and the bigger travel problems are going to be. But history shows us that when we have these big changes in temperature and we get even just a little bit of snow, you get that melting and then that Arctic air comes in. And, and as you know, you and I have talked about it. Sometimes two inches of snow is worse than a foot on, on a lot of roads. Right. And yeah. Highways yeah. Right here. Makes it slick as not. All right. Hey, enjoy your weekend. You too. All right. So, Don Day with Day Weather. Okay. I just don't like the idea of getting trapped at the relative's house is all I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have it easy to get there. That's nice. That is easy traveling to get to the relative's house. But then you've got to turn around and come on back and you're stuck there for a while. Okay. Frank is not over there where he usually is he's actually on the road right now trying to get to his relatives so off we go to talk to frank gambino who's trying to get himself down to denver colorado frank you're gonna love i think this next one i'm ready for it there's a guy who put a message in a bottle in massachusetts 26 years ago and it came back it just arrived in france Oh. A Frenchman stumbled upon a handwritten message in a bottle that washed up on the beach in his country 26 years after the bottle was tossed into the Massachusetts water by a fifth grader. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, let's see, uh, let's see, the letter was penned by Benjamin Lund's fifth grader. It talked about, oh, at, at a school in Sandwich, Massachusetts, would love to live in a town with that kind of a name <laughs> dated october 1997 so you see now the trick is to try to get a hold of the kid because immediately he's not a kid anymore where is he does he still live in massachusetts you can track that stuff down you know i remember as kids we used to like release balloons with little notes on them and see how far they would go and then they would write us back at the school uh, yeah okay so this fifth grader this was part of a school project. They were studying currents and stuff like this. I'm looking at what's left of the note. It's it's faded by quite a bit, but it's handwritten, and it really this kid had great handwriting. I wonder what his handwriting looks like now, because I would assume Frank that your handwriting has just gone to to hell, <laughs> since all you do is type these days, right? Yeah, I mean, it was south to begin with. Now it's way south. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, let's see. Message in a bottle. Please open inside. Then he reads it. Okay, here's the gentleman over in France holding up the message. Okay, well, I, I've got to dig into to find out. So does he go back and try to find who originally sent them? Okay, I do see here in the story they are aware of each other. Now they need, to, I think at this point, now they need to talk to each other and probably hand the note back to the guy is what I would do. Yeah, that's what I, oh, oh, that would be awesome. 
In men's college basketball from last night, the Wyoming Cowboys were in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina tournament and lost to St. Louis 79-69 to drop to 2-1 on the year. Caden Powell with 17 points for the Pokes to lead the way. Cam Manuel had 15 points and 12 rebounds, but the Cowboys shot just 35% from the floor. They'll take on the College of Charleston this afternoon at 12.30. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. to meet Gonzaga in Spokane. Cowgirls are 2 and one on the year after beating DU their last time out, and Gonzaga's 2-0, and and they're a pretty good offensive team, so that will be a supreme challenge for the Cowgirls coming up on Saturday. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women at home tonight at the T-Bird Gym to take on NJC from Sterling, Colorado at 6 p.m. The uh, T-Birds are 1-2, and two, losing to NJC their last time out. The Casper College men, they'll be at Snow College tonight. They are 3-3 three and three on the year. The LCCC women from Cheyenne, 2-2 two and two on the year after beating Western Nebraska their last time out. They will be at the Utah Eastern Tournament and the LCCC men at 3-2. and two, They lost to Lamar their last time out, 79-78, and they will host Lamar on the 24th of this month. In junior college volleyball, Casper College won their loser-out match yesterday at the National Tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas. They beat Blinn, Texas, three sets to one, 25-19, 25-18, 18-25, and 25-19. So they'll take on New Mexico Junior College at noon today in the consolation round. The Wyoming Cowgirl volleyball team beat Air Force three sets to one yesterday, so they are eight and nine in Mountain West Conference play with one regular season match to go. The top six teams from the Mountain West enter their conference tournament, and Wyoming is on the outside looking in. They're going to need to beat New Mexico on Saturday and also get some help from other teams. The Wyoming Cowboy football team at home on Saturday to meet Hawaii, and the Cowboys, after that loss to UNLV last week, really need to take a good look in the mirror and find out the who they are and what they are and why they are. The Cowboys are six and four overall, three and three in Mountain West play. Hawaii is four and seven overall, two and four in league play, but they beat the Air Force the last time out. Noon kickoff from War Memorial Stadium on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. The Denver Broncos in the NFL will take on Minnesota on Sunday night. The Broncos are four and five and the Vikings come in at six and four. And last night in the NFL, Baltimore beat Cincinnati 34 to 20. Logan Wilson, the former Casper um, in the Toronto County High School graph, former Cowboy, had nine tackles from his middle linebacker spot for the Bengals, and they dropped to five and five on the year. That's in sports. And it should be really nice weather Saturday noon in Laramie for this game. Excellent. Yeah, uh, so those people are, I think they're going to enjoy the tailgating and enjoy the game. Your prediction for the game? Oh, uh, I think Wyoming will win. I keep saying that every week, you know. Yeah. But Wyoming, I think, will, will just kill these guys. Oh, you, you think so? Okay. Send them back with their grass skirts between their legs. Exactly. I just made that up. I like it. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on it sounds, it sounds creepy, but I just made that up. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that and weather forecast and then open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. That's quite a ways away. I-80 John is in Granite Canyon. Bob is in Casper. Jim is in Casper. So is Mike. Jedediah is just on the road somewhere. Let's see. Rihanna Milo in Fort Danger. Hollywood is in Pavilion. White Eagle's way out in Arapaho. A little big wave out there as well. And let's see. Uh, oh, and Grandpa Rich is way over there in Thermopolis. That covers quite an area. And we get you know, people from Gillette talking to us and so on. 
Hugh, Jerry, and we're all talking to each other. One thing I love about this program. Okay, I was going to get into, despite their best efforts, it isn't working. But before we do that, open phones. Remember, it is a Friday. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods a phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I do open phones every single day. On Friday, it's the entire program, not just a particular segment. All right, so let's see. Let's start with Biden. U.S. energy experts. And we didn't need experts to tell us this, but they went to what they call experts. I would consider you to be an expert on this, too. We can call anyone an expert. I don't know who. Oftentimes, the experts are wrong. So, all right. I'll get into a whole tangent about experts if I keep going. U.S. energy experts are warning of economic and national security implications of President Biden's pact with China this week to move towards shifting down on organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil. In production of unreliable energies like wind and solar, the State Department announced this week it had struck a deal with its Chinese counterparts, pledging to accelerate the substitution of coal and oil for uh, and natural gas generation with wind and solar. The nations, uh, which account for nearly half of all, and it talks about greenhouse gas emissions. And again, you, you've heard what I've said about greenhouse gas emissions, uh, CO2, not a pollutant. In fact, Jim from Casper, you sent me this. I, I think I'll go ahead and play it again because I think it's worth it. This is a Nobel Prize winning laureate. And I have other quotes from him besides this one. But remember, this guy is a Nobel Prize winning physicist. And he's being asked about CO2. And is there our a, need for currently a climate emergency? Well, there is an emergency. It's an emergency of common sense. And um, the other emergency we have is there's not enough carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It has been decreasing uh, over geological time from 0.7%, which was 500 million years ago, to the current 0.04%. If we halved it, all plant life would die. And we should be thinking very seriously about the long-term future of the planet and feeding plants with plant food, which is carbon dioxide. So we have a, a huge crisis in the education system, which has been dumbed down for the last 60 years. As a result of that, we have people having eco-anxiety and thinking there's a climate crisis. It's actually a crisis of education. Yeah, we need more CO2, he's saying there, not less. Now, hang on, this whole bit with um, getting rid of coal, gas, and oil in a deal with China is not going to work out the way Biden thinks it is because China has never really kept any of its deals. They're currently building more coal power plants than ever before and making some deal with Biden, a handshake deal, 
isn't going to change that. So Biden may have, may think he's done something really great, but it's just not going to play out that way for him as China continues to build and turn on more and more coal plants. They're not going to stop. Hang on, before I finish this, because I got to go to India. India is as bad as China. We'll get to that, but it is open phone. So, hey, Jude. Hey, you're exactly right. Uh, China and India made a deal. They're building their, China's building their, I think it's 120 uh, coal-fired plants a year right now. And India is going to be their supplier of coal. Right. Joe's an idiot. We know that. And a handshake with China is like uh, making a deal with, 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 a, with a bank robber. Yeah. Okay? He knows it's not going to work. So that's the whole idea is because they want to sell us their junk solar panels and our idiots here are buying them up like with the windmills and stuff. I still want to know who's got their fingers in the pie. Who's making money on it? Because the way I look at it, 70 of our 100 legislators need to go, along with Governor Gordon. And, and I got this uh, email the other day from John Barrasso asking for money. I just said back, laugh out loud, about 50 times to him. I wouldn't donate to him if, if he paid me to do it. Mm. Okay, frankly, I've had enough of all of it. This morning, we've got, now we've got, let's see, Black Hills Energy, $19.3 million increase. Rocky Mountain Power, 30%. Property taxes, 50 to 100%. Um, food, gas, rent, house payments. Oh, and the old ones, sales and use size, use tax went up 13.5%. Okay, these guys, I don't know what they're thinking when they're down there in legislation, but they, net it, they better be thinking about finding a new job because I don't see any of these guys... And what is this, uh, the commission, the oil and gas commission? No, what was their name that are doing uh, on this gas deal? I can't find my card on it. Anyway, uh, we have the same people making the same deal with these crooks. Why aren't we shopping around for other suppliers? Yeah. Surely somebody yeah. would like to take on the 153,000 Wyoming Knights and give us a better price on electric and gas. Yeah. You know, and, the and then less... we got our local local feeds. You know, sure. planning and zoning, everything there went up. Uh, driver's licenses and hunting tags, and you know what? What they're trying to tax us right off our land and right out of Wyoming. And that's where it, it's got me livid this morning because I am frankly sick of paying for things that I've already paid for. I paid for my property; it's paid for. Why am I still paying taxes to a school? I haven't had a kid in school in 20 years. You know, th mm -hmm. this kind of thing just makes these guys look like greedy imbeciles. That's all they are. They're a bunch of greedy imbeciles. And they don't care because they got their fingers in the pie somewhere. Oh, and on a last note, you get a place to eat for Thanksgiving. Dana and I'd like to invite you. Oh, no, I already do. Here's my deal for Thanksgiving. So there's a friend of mine who's a really good cook. He's he's extraordinarily good at it, and he loves to cook. Men are good cooks. Yeah. So then I and I don't like to do anything, you know. So <laughs> we, we invite a bunch of people over that are fellow bachelors that have no place to go. Oh. So my you, deal is I they they all show up at my house. So what I do is I pay for the meal. I take I go to the grocery store with this friend of mine. He's allowed to put whatever he wants into the cart, and I pay for it. Now, after that, oh. I'm done. 
I'm not even doing any dishes. I'm, I'm not setting a table. I paid for it. I'm done. Everybody else shows up with things like desserts and so on, and that's their part of the yeah, deal, too. Yeah. And other people are assigned to clean up, you know, stuff like that. But my part is done because I paid for it. So there, I've already done my part for Thanksgiving. There's going to be guys over hanging out with us. And uh, we usually put a movie on and sit there and gorge ourselves and then all fall asleep like a bunch of old men on the couch. Oh, yeah, because turkey is definitely... Oh, my God, yeah. You yeah. need some of that. You're asleep in an hour, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I don't know what football games are playing that day, but I don't that's know. what I was going to say. Here's, here's what, I can't yeah, tell you what... Is. There is, I tell you, there's a uh, one-year, a friend of ours, who we know is going to pass out every time he eats Thanksgiving. He always has to have that nap, you know, the turkey nap afterwards. <laughs> so we had put on a movie, and the gist of it is it's a it's a cartoon-style movie. But it is as politically incorrect and uh, and inappropriate as possible, which is why we as oh, a bunch of adults funny. had to watch it. And there's a scene in there where all of the different cartoon characters, which are food, basically, they're all food characters in a grocery oh, store. Oh, my God. Yeah, they decide that it's time for the uh, scene where they all kind of, you know, <clears throat> get together. And this friend of ours, we did this on purpose. He fell asleep. This is why we played the movie. He wakes up right in the middle of that scene, coming out of his coma, looking at the television, wondering what the hell is he watching. He is totally confused by this. That was the sole purpose of putting on that movie, just so he would wake up going, the hell am I watching here? Boy, I should have <laughs> shot a video of it. It was just perfect. It played out exactly the way we wanted it to. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it is. But that's oh. what happens when a bunch of guys get together. So, Well, you know what? Bachelors, you guys can do anything you that's want. Sure. So yeah, that's right. You guys have a good Thanksgiving uh, and stay safe. Appreciate the offer, though. I appreciate it. No, we had actually, we, we found this movie that had a very inappropriate scene. And we went ahead and turned on the movie and started eating. Watched him pass out after he got done eating. And then he woke up at the exact right moment to look at the television the hell am I? What the hell? Didn't know where he was. Didn't know what he was watching. Oh, it was priceless. 818, wake up Wyoming. It, it, ma it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Oil, Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make We're your using voice more than ever before K2 Radio. Not less. And to prove it is part of what Judy just mentioned. Here's a story I have in front of me. India to increase coal production by 60%. Now, wouldn't it be great if it said Wyoming... To increase coal production by 60%. And this is done by, and I have, to, I have to click to see what they're talking about. It's a website called Net Zero Watch. Okay. Uh, so, so government plans to build New Delhi. The Union Coal Ministry on Monday announced plans to increase India's coal production by 1.404 billion tons by 2027, with an eye further to boost it even more than that by 2030. Aren't our climate goals here in America all by 2030 or 2035? And we're going to... Current domestic... This is the domestic production in India. <clears throat> hovers around 1 billion ton annually. The increase in output aims to ensure ample supply of domestic coal to India's uh, thermal power plant which essentially is for the country's growing energy needs. So they're not turning to wind and solar. They're upping their coal output. 
The ministry also said coal stocks at thermal power plants have been rising uh, since October and stand approximately at 20 million tons. Stocks and mines have gone up. So for those people investing, invest in coal in India. Wish I could say that for Wyoming because we have some of the cleanest coal on the planet. And plenty of it. I've talked to people who work out of some of our coal mines. It would take us a few hundred years to go through what we have in the Powder River Basin. Then beneath that is an even bigger coal seam with an even better quality of coal. So this goes on for a while, right? Quote, the coal supplied to domestic in India, coal-based power plants is around 821 million tons current count per year. The ministry also is preparing for expected surge in coal demand, which is about 400 million tons support to other countries, including China. However, this figure may be adjusted in the future. Uh, okay, so... To meet the production goals, the ministry is planning to open up new mines, expansion of existing mines and capacities. The, the production plans for the year 2027 and 2030 were far, this is a quote, will far exceed domestic requirements of thermal power plants and other such power plants. So they plan to have more than they need, in other words. And also said that coal power and railway ministries are working on close coordination for smooth coal supplies. The ministry statement comes at the backdrop of a robust annual growth in coal in India. In response to rising power demands, the government has asked the power generating companies to blend 16%, 6, 6% imported coal with what they have there. Okay, so they're not doing it totally on their own. They, they will import some of it. Now, again, that doesn't even include most of what I just read there. does not even include what China's doing. And as Judy pointed out, China will be buying some of India's coal. So that 60%, most of that stays in India. But they are going to produce some more to sell to other countries. And China's included. And China would love to buy our coal from here in Wyoming. So despite... The deal that the president thinks he's making, he, the deal isn't done. It, isn't, it just isn't going to happen. The president was just lied to. Now he's touting, look at this great deal I made, Mr. President. Joe, you were just lied to. By, of all people, the dictator of China. Big shocker there that China lies about things. That a dictator of a brutal communist regime is going to lie about things? I mean, this is, as far as I'm concerned, like dealing with the old Soviet Union. When, when did they ever tell the truth? We got into so many different deals and treaties with the old Soviet Union, and they constantly just lied to us. They would sign whatever deal and then not follow through on it. So, sorry, Mr. President, old Joe... But China is not going to go all wind and solar. Now, China has put up some wind and solar energy farms out there. Sure, they have. But that's not mainly what they're relying on, as they're planning to greatly increase the number of coal-fired power plants within the next decade or so. And they're putting more online literally every single day. In the meantime, we here in America are making the mistake that Europe made 
by shutting things down and trying to go wind and solar. And so for those people who want the world to reach net zero by a certain date, sorry, Greta Thunberg, you're not even going to get close on this. Our, our use of organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil worldwide is on the increase, not the decrease. Sorry to tell you this. I know this is driving you crazy. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way. I got a completely different topic on the other side of the news. So local news update on your weather forecast, but open phones as well. 888 woods Wake up, Wyoming. Joe. News and weather Saucy. together I love at the sloppy top and Joe's. bottom of every hour. And yeah, there's no way to eat a sloppy Joe without just being Radio. disgusting. It's just, but that's part of the fun of it. Just lean over your plate because it's going everywhere. I don't know how anyone thought that that stuff could actually work between a bun because it's not going to stay there as soon as you bite into it. It's just going to gush everywhere. But again, that's part of the fun of it. So Manwich original sloppy Joe sauce. And the meme says, how long before this happens? And next to it is gender-neutral meat sauce. Same can, same, just change the name. Okay, my answer to that is no, because you still said meat sauce. Can't have that. No, no, no. We got to go eat bugs or be vegan or, or, or artificial because you can't have a hamburger anymore. It's got to be made from... It's going to look like a hamburger. They claim it's going to taste like a hamburger, but it's going to be 100% artificial. So you have to get meat sauce off of there. I don't know what artificial or vegan sauce or something like that. So, no, that's not complete. Anyway, that's what I answered there on social media. All right, a couple of stories from here inside of Wyoming. I hate to say this. So we had last winter, you know, as we have our typical back and forth in weather, there's years where we have it. This is the La Nina El Nino thing we've talked about before. And so we have uh, a dry period, which is because of, again, switching back and forth between La Nina and El Nino. And we went through a drought for a few years. That's just part of weather cycles, perfectly predictable, too. And then we came out of it with a nice wet cycle, which was last winter. And through this entire spring and summer, I've never seen it so green for so long. The bad news was when we were going through the drought cycle here in Wyoming, we were losing a lot of pronghorn. Boy, we could use some wet, right? Then the wet came, but there was so much of it, so much of winter, that, yeah, a lot of pronghorn were lost. And so they've been game and fish here in Wyoming has been counting the number, and it looks far worse than they originally thought. They're estimating, guesstimating, about 400,000 animals were lost. And it wasn't just because of all that snow. There was a rare bacterial pneumonia disease that had entered the herds at the same time. So previous death tolls were around 50%. You can add more to that. And then they still think that might decline by another 15%. This at one point, this elk herd that was over in, let me see, what was this, the 
Uh, I'm trying to figure out where, where was this in Wyoming that they're looking for where exactly this particular herd was that lost so many. But anyway, Sublet, Sublet County, that's where it was. That was considered one of the lo- largest elk herds on the planet. Not anymore. All right, so they're working on a process game in fishes to try to figure out how to bring that back, and which could take years. And part of it is because why game and fish has to work with not just our Wyoming House and Senate, but to get a governor's signature on a plan. And that in itself could take a few years. So they want a plan. They got to work out what that plan is going to be. All right, next one, Wyoming Education Savings Account Bill. So you, you know I'm a big proponent of school choice, right? Fantastic idea for those of you who want the best quality school for your kid. If you think, oh, there you go, Rhiannon Ford Danger, gender-neutral vegan sauce, that'll work. If you think that whatever school you're going to is not working out, you can switch schools and the money goes with your kid. If that happens to be the public school, then so be it. But if you want to send your kid to private or charter or whatever, well, the latest attempt, Wyoming, here in Wyoming, uh, education savings account, using state funds for non-public schools, okay, they would put some money aside in an education savings account, first come, uh, first serve basis. They're thinking about $40 million to start off. And then they talk about where this money would come from. I would say just from the education budget. If a parent or parents decide to take their kid out of the public school, then the public school shouldn't get that money anymore. It should just follow the kid. It's still going to the kid's education. So many people are determined to keep the public schools going no matter what. My answer is if they go out of business, then they go out of business. But okay. So this is the latest idea. It's going to be presented at your next meeting of the Wyoming House and Senate, which is pretty much right at the first of the year. And the problem is this is a budget session. So if you're unfamiliar, for those who are unfamiliar, Wyoming allows lawmakers to make laws every other year. And every other year is a budget session. Now, you might be able to get this through on a budget session if you try to pass it as a budget bill, but I kind of think probably not this year because they they run a tight schedule and try to keep things on topic. So the money would be given out first come, first serve basis for parents who want to apply for this money. Students must be disenrolled from a public school. That does not mean that there would be any uh, state, there wouldn't be any statewide oversight. There would be. And I've had people express that concern. Well, if somebody decides a homeschool or a charter school or whatever, you know, how do we know they're getting a good education? There's state oversight to make sure that students are achieving a certain criteria. Quote, the intent of our state's founding fathers were abundantly clear, given numerous and explicit provisions within our Constitution uh, prohibiting taxpayer dollars flowing to uh, private parochial institutions, these are the naysayers. There's a few out there who are not necessarily opposed to school choice in Wyoming, but they say when you take a look at our constitution, our state constitution might not be set up for it. That's going to be interesting to see if anyone does challenge it on those grounds. And there's a few... There's one, I never tell you the website's name because I don't want people to find it. Nobody reads this website probably except me, maybe two other people. 
but it's one of Wyoming's far, far leftist websites, and they hate the idea of school choice, of you as a parent being able to decide where you want your kid to go. And if you don't have the money to send there, don't worry. The money was already allocated by the state for your kid. There's some people who just hate that idea. You just want to shut down public schools is their answer. My answer to that is fine. Uh, if the public school happens to be failing kids and parents are dissatisfied, then they will leave the public school system and let it close. If the public school system wants to survive, then they need to compete. Come out, come up with a better product, if you will, and compete and turn out better, more well-prepared students than the charter schools or the private schools are, or the homeschooling. Very difficult to beat the homeschooling, though. Very difficult. So, okay, that's the bill that's been proposed. We'll see what happens to it in this next legislative session. My personal thought at this point is it won't go far because it's a budget session, but we'll see. 845, wake up. Wake up, Wyoming, <laughs> with Glenn Woods on K2 yeah. Radio. Got something to say? The purpose of a marathon is to run it, young lady. Uh, she's been banned for a year by UK Athletics for using a car on a 50-mile race, then accepting third. How do you use your car but you still get third place? Right, yeah. I mean, why, couldn't you just run over the two people in front of you? Fine. The 47-year-old was representing, representing Scotland. Oh, they must be embarrassed. Claims she told race officials about having been in the vehicle for a portion of the run in April, finishing the race in a non-competitive way. So she admitted to it. Uh, but in its verdict, the panel, that this is the independent disciplinary panel. Doesn't that sound like a name they would come up with in the, U in the UK? Uh, they had... Yeah. Um, she had already collected the trophy at the end of the race, so okay. Uh, I will give it back for one thing. All right. She had won the 48-hour race, which it, this is not a one-day race. you got to do this over a period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So however this works anyway, she said to the media afterwards, the sad thing in all of this is that it completely takes all of the... Um, she said, takes all of the piss out of the race organizers. I don't know what that means. I, <laughs> I just, okay. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to translate that, Frank. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. The, the, there's marathon stories where, I don't know if it was in Boston, New York, the lady started the race, she got on the subway. And then got closer to the finish line, got off the subway, and then ran the rest of the yeah, race. Yeah, right. Now, it may be, maybe if she was jogging in place on the subway, I might be able to yeah. give her a little bit of a break. Probably not. All righty. A men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys losing our list of the afternoon. The Wyoming Cowboys losing to St. Louis 79-69 in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina tournament. The Cowboys shot just 35% from the floor. They were led by Caden Powell with 17 Cam Manuel had 15 rebounds and 12 or 15 points and 12 rebounds. They will take on the College of Charleston at 12:30 this afternoon. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will be on the road tomorrow in Spokane to meet Gonzaga. The Cowgirls are two and one on the year, and Gonzaga can really, really score. They're two and zero, oh, and that will start at 3 p.m. tomorrow from Spokane. Casper College women's basketball team they will take on NJC from Sterling, Colorado. At 6 p.m. tonight at the T-Bird Gym. The T-Birds are 1-2 and, and losing to NJC their last time out. 
Casper College men will be at Snow College today, and the T-Birds are 3-3. Three and three. The LCCC women from Cheyenne, 2-2 two and two after losing to Western Nebraska the last time out, 80-61. to They'll be at the Utah Eastern Tournament, and the LCCC men at 3-2. and two. They lost to Lamar their last time out, 79-78, and they will host Lamar on the 24th. Also in junior college volleyball, the Casper College beat Blinn, Blinn um, Texas three sets to one in the consolation round of the national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas. Final was 25-19, 25-18, 18-25, and 25-19. The birds are 29-13 and 13 on the year. They'll play New Mexico Junior College at noon today in the consolation bracket. Wyoming Calgary volleyball team improved to 8-9 and nine in Mountain West Conference play with a three sets to one win over the Air Force Academy. They'll host New Mexico on Saturday. They'll need to win that match and some help to finish in the top six in the Mountain West Conference, so they'll go to the to, in order to qualify for the conference tournament. Wyoming Cowboy football team at home on noon on Saturday in Laramie to take on Hawaii. Cowboys, after that loss to UNLV, really need to take a good look in the mirror and find out who they are, what they are, why they are, and where they are, because that's there's been a couple of efforts here lately that just have not been very good. Six and four is their overall record. Three and three in Mountain West play. Hawaii comes in at four and seven overall. Two and four in league play. They also beat the Air Force their last time out. Noon start on Saturday from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL from last night, Baltimore over Cincinnati, thirty-four to twenty. And Cincinnati linebacker and Casper native and UW guy Logan Wilson had nine tackles in that game with the Bengals are just five and five. The Denver Broncos will play on Sunday night against Minnesota. The Broncos are four and five on the year, and the Vikings will come in at six and four. And that's in sports. I just saw on my social media here someone sent me. It was a 1968 picture of a uh, school that all the students had to meet in the gym. Yep. No blue jeans allowed. It was the school dress code. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I had that in high school and yeah. grade school. Everybody was all dressed up. I just Wow. Remember the days when people got dressed up for school? Oh, yeah. No no jeans, no gym shoots, college shirts. Oh, yeah? All right. Thank you, Frank. So, yeah, the, 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 they actually had that. I remember those days. I came in at the tail end of those days. But, yeah, that was the thing. We don't allow blue jeans in the school. You have to dress up. I want to come up to school looking like a bum, do you? Coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. More open phones. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Cool. Six to time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday, and the phones are open. By the way, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WOODS. Okay, you can interrupt me if you got something else you want to talk about. I'm going to completely switch topics here, because while talking with a couple of ladies down the hallway, I suddenly went, oh, I was going to do this earlier this week. Completely forgot about it. I'm going to do it now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to the days when Rush Limbaugh first came on the air, and whenever he did a homeless person's update, he played this song from Clarence Frogman Henry. Ain't got no home, or no place to roam. Ain't got no home, or no place to roam. I'm a lonely boy. 
I still don't understand. He sings like a frog. He sings like a girl. I, I love to sing. I sing like a girl. I don't understand that. And I sing like a frog. What's the frog thing? I don't I'm a lonely boy. No wonder you're lonely. I ain't got a home. All together now. Here we go. Now, in just a moment, he's going to demonstrate singing like a girl and singing like a frog. Neither of which I thought were very convincing, but it made it on the album anyway. Here we go. It's not the frog, that's the girl. No, that was bad enough. Here comes the frog thing. I just don't think it really sounds like a frog, but hey, you know. I saw the frog singing on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. That's what a frog sounds like. So Clarence Frogman Henry, who uh, sang that song and was made re-famous again on the Rush Limbaugh program. First off, only 15% of Californians can afford to buy a home, and that number is declining. According to the latest quarterly analysis from the California Association of Realtors, only 15% of Californians can afford to purchase a medium-sized home, a decline of one percentage point. For the first quarter before, three percentage points from the year before, California homes are now the least affordable they've been since the peak of the housing market 2007, before the Great Recession. Analysis found, or analysts found, uh, that they see the median income. Okay, that, if you think, yeah, Jackson Hole's bad, but we're talking just an average home in California. $843,000. For a single family home. A minimal income of $221,000. The only counties where there's more than 35% of the residents could afford a single-family home were in the farther northern part of the state. California is estimated to have 4.5 million unit housing shortage due to, well, its population and so on. Quote, interest rates appear to have peaked. Well, maybe. We'll find out. Now, I had noticed the same thing. Here in Wyoming, it's not as bad. But it's still up quite a bit from where it used to be. And that's a nationwide thing. Let's not even get started on Jackson Hole. Story says, uh, state policies imposed by the majority party, the Democrats, have created winners and losers. And most Californian families fail, fall on the wrong side of that. So, all right. That's the housing shortage part. Now, have you ever thought that that's probably why there's such a large homeless population in California. That is actually a big part of it. There are many people out there who do work for a living. Good, honest, decent people, but they just can't afford to live. So where do they wind up? First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced and I live in a van down by the river. Okay, so... By the way, one of the most famous routines by Chris Farley right there, Van Down by the River thing, 
what I always love about that bit, if you go back and watch the original bit, so the dad and mom sit down, they're two teenage kids, to scare them into becoming responsible adults. The two people who were set down to play the part of the kids were not told what Chris Farley was going to do. They were told, just sit there, you're the kids, just, you know, read the cue cards. And they had no... That's why you see them having a tough time keeping a straight face through the whole thing. They had no idea. So when he leans into them and does... First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. And they just both absolutely lose it at that point. And he gets worse at that. For those who know, the, if you don't know the bit, because you're of a younger generation, look it up on YouTube. Chris Farley, Van Down by the River. That got me thinking. A while ago, I did a story for you guys. I spent a good amount of time on the air talking about this. I decided to take a look at automobile prices. Now, I'm not shopping for a car. I don't, mine is fine. I bought what I'm driving as a black Saturn View. A few years ago, when the, when the vehicle market was good, but also it was used. And I got it for a really, I mean, dirt cheap price because it was a stick shift. In other words, a millennial anti-theft device. Nobody's going to steal my vehicle. And I like shifting. I don't mind driving a stick shift. It's fine. In fact, I rather enjoy it. They couldn't get it off the lot. So, man, did I get that vehicle used for just a song now today and good luck finding anything even close to that price so curious about it what was the used car market like and what was the new car market like and you and i we were on the air talking about this and i mentioned that you can look at pickup trucks which used to be like forty-five thousand dollars for a pickup truck which i thought was outrageous it shouldn't be that high pickup trucks used to be a lot less expensive than that but now those same pickup trucks $80,000. I saw one for $90,000. we are talking new, right? But, of course, everybody also has to get all the bells and whistles in there. But they're outrageously expensive. And even if you just wanted to buy a new car these days, oh, dear Lord, don't even look at new cars. Used cars are more expensive than what new cars should be. Outrageously expensive. And that got me thinking. How much would it cost to live in a van down by the river? Why not go there? So I start looking up prices for vans. Now, a new van, dear Lord, let's see here. I'll, I'll just do this uh, cold on the air here. Uh, Bye. And I'm just, I'm not looking for a lot of bells and whistles and stuff like this. I'm just looking for um, a, a van. And vans are not as big as they, there's still vans out there, of course. They still sell vans. But remember back in the 70s when a lot of people were driving around in vans? Because you can do a lot inside of them. People decorated them up. They put couches in there, all that kind of stuff. I see. Right away, this website takes me to SUVs. I didn't ask for SUVs. I asked for vans. Okay, new vans, where I'm at. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Um, average price for... And there's, there's nothing inside as far as what's in the back of the van. It's just an empty van. You're going to pay about fifty to $55,000 for a new van. Now, if I wanted to type in 
used van. It depends how used are we talking about. Okay, so I'm looking for used vans by me. Let's see. Here's $54,000. That's not used cargo vans. Well, okay. I'll, I'll try the used car. Well, okay. Here's one for $34,000. Here's a Mercedes. Okay. For those people who like luxury, here is a Mercedes-Benz van for 259900 No. A lot of people like to get camper conversion vans, but we want a van to live down by the river. Here's a used van for 30000 Okay, now here's one. It's a used 1998 Ford van, utility van, basically. $7,000, although I would kind of worry about its condition, really. Uh, $36,000, $46,000, $47,000, $36,000. Okay, so what I'm seeing here, average price for a van to live in down by the river is going to, for a used one, is going to cost you about 30 some thousand dollars. If you want to buy a new one, you're into the 50 some thousand dollar range for a new van down by the river. Where it used to be, buying some old van was a really cheap way to go. Not anymore, though. So if you want to solve the housing crisis, well, I'm going to live in a van down by the river, you better make some good money. Now, there are some people who found ways to make good money doing it. Uh, Ms. Mary pointed out, rightfully, that there are people who are YouTube stars. And they travel the country on adventures. And they make money off of YouTube because they have a lot of followers. And they live out of their van. Not many people make it as YouTube stars doing that. There's a few people who make good money to do it. Most people don't. It's also a lot of work because you've got you've to have GoPros and other cameras going to record everything you're doing every single day. And then you've got to produce all of that and put it up on the website. So you can't be lazy at it. Yeah, today's economy, you can't even afford to live in a van down First by the river. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live... In a van down by the river. Glenn Woods, he talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Time's 923, so when I leave here today, I'm going to be heading over to Ridley's Supermarket. For those in the Casper area, you know that. This is something we do every single year, birds and bucks. So, of course, we got Thanksgiving coming up, right? And for Thanksgiving, there's all sorts of families out there who can't afford their Thanksgiving dinner but would like to, and we'd like to help them out. So, Town Square Media has been broadcasting here all day. Uh, we got the guy from down the hallway for me, Drew, does a morning show on a country station. He's been doing his morning show from there. And then after I get off here, I head over there and take over for him. And I'm there for uh, up till 3 o'clock this afternoon. After that, our friend also from down the hall, Sean, or known as DJ Nike, takes over to finish off the evening. And what we're doing is collecting turkey and all the fixings. Now, if you want... Some people just drop by Ridley Supermarket and drop some money off because we have a way to just collect cash or a check. Just drop some money off. We'll just take that. Ridley's also has these packages they've put together where you can just go ahead and purchase a package that has pretty much everything in it, and we'll just take that. 
or you can go into the supermarket and buy whatever you want, turkey or whatever you want, and just donate. Because we're taking shopping carts full of stuff. Or you don't have to shop it, really. Some people are already shopping somewhere else for all their Thanksgiving stuff, and they pick up some extra, and they drop it off, however you want to do it. So if you're in the Casper area, Ridley Supermarket, that's over by the mall on Wyoming Boulevard. Uh, It's uh, 2nd Street and Wyoming Boulevard, over by the mall there. Just swing on in. Again, I'll be there all the way till 3 o'clock today, and then uh, DJ Nike takes over for me. Someone's there right now, and you can just swing in, whatever you want to do. Drop by cash, grab one of the pre-made bags or anything else you want to grab there, or show up with stuff, and we'll take it. This is done by the Griner Ford and Casper uh, Housing Authority. They're making sure that families who, again, just don't have it to put together something special for Thanksgiving will have everything they need and maybe even beyond that. So I hope to see you there. Sister Deer in Lake Wales. Uh, she suggested not a van by the, down by the river, but maybe the pop-up camper. I said maybe a tarp left over from the hurricane. She said at least you can stand up in the camper or under the tarp and change your underwear. Yes. That's what you really need more than anything else is some place to change your underwear. All right. You've seen and heard a lot about the shoplifting sprees across America these days as, in some cases, gangs show up in certain cities and just go into some store all together, grab as much as they can, and just run out. They've decided, why bother with the retail store? Everything's already prepackaged if you just catch the truck. Memphis thieves are now openly robbing FedEx tractor trailers in the middle of intersections. Think about that. The tractor trailer shows up at the intersection. It is stopped at a light in traffic. What a perfect time to bust the lock on the back and just rob it. And gangs have been doing that. Kay is in Jugwater. Hello, Kay. <laughs> Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? Very good. What you got? Well, you were talking about living in a van down by the river. Yes. I lived in uh, a Ford F-150 for mm-hmm. four years with uh, three cats. Wow. Okay. So I, 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 I can tell you about living on the streets. In a van down by the... It's the three cats that get me. How do you manage that? I mean, dear Lord, such a confined place and three cats. Well, I had one in the cat, uh, the cab with me because he was a little kitten. Yeah. And uh, the other two had crates in the uh, back in the bed of the truck. Right. And we could put. You, you see, in California, you can park in parks or the uh, parking lots of public libraries because. Yeah. You have shade and you have access to public toilet. Oh, okay. So I would, so I put the tailgate down and uh, the cats had harnesses and they were attached to leashes yeah. so they could roam the bed of the truck. <clears throat> wow. And uh, that's how they got their exercise. I kept them clean. Yeah. I am so glad that you got out of California and got to Wyoming where it was actually affordable. Well... 
it's not as quite as nice as I'd hoped, but it yes. takes being on the street. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I got to run to news time, Kay. Good to hear from you again. Glad you're out there. No, uh, she ran across problems in California where it was just so expensive, it put her out on the street. And the system that they have in California doesn't help. It just makes things worse. She was able to find a way out by moving to Chugwater, Wyoming, where she now has a house that she lives in. So she's not in a van with three cats down by the river. Coming up on 930 Local News, coming your way right after Local News. Update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. Wake up, Wyoming. Only show shouldn't be broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. This is hey, a video. I'm explaining this to you. Here's the Wake video. Up Wyoming with a Glenn FedEx Woods. Tractor trailer 6 a.m. was weekday, blocked by several cars in Memphis, and FM 95.1. Before dozens of people pillaged the back of the truck. There's nothing the driver can do about this. Leaving boxes discarded all over the place. Video scene shows multiple people running through. Uh, the all these cars that are parked at the stopping light, basically, and the truck can't go anywhere. The truck is boxed in at the traffic light. <clears throat> Driver tries to escape as soon as he can, but kind of late for that. Someone goes up to the back of the truck and busts open the padlock, doors fling open, and now it's just, let's mob the truck. Police determined three men in an apartment complex after the theft were probably responsible for starting the whole thing. No word yet on the rest of the criminals because there's kind of a mob. I wonder if once it got started with the three guys, if everybody else just took advantage. I don't know, but a lot of people involved in this. Among recovered stolen items, uh, sneakers, pots and pans, cable TV boxes. All sorts of stuff that was going to go to, well, it's FedEx. So go to people's homes. By the way, there's another story out that shows that the number of people that have stuff stolen from their front porches is also at an all-time high. Porch pirates are really taking big-time advantage. Now, there's ways around that, I know. People that I... Well, I've seen ads for this, but I've also met people who have a box on their front porch that's locked down onto the porch. So there's no way you can pick up the box and run off with it. It's part of the porch. You can buy one of these and just have it attached to your porch, right? And then it has some kind of a locking mechanism on it. And so it's not like anything can be broken into, but the ability to break into it is really difficult. And so uh, what happens is the delivery driver, FedEx, UPS, whoever else, they have an electronic device when they show up that has your number on it, and it'll open up the box. And then you have to show up with a similar electronic device to open up the box. There are companies that sell stuff like this, and a lot of these delivery companies are getting into it. Now, my worry is, as soon as this happened to the FedEx truck, in Memphis, this is good, and this video is going all over the internet. This is going to give out an idea to people that hey, we can start hitting trucks like this. 
And so now truck drivers that are parked at intersections waiting for the light to change are going to have to start to worry about being at the intersection waiting for the lights to change. As soon as you do this to one truck, other people get the idea. Now, it's a FedEx truck, but what other kind of trucks can you imagine delivering stuff that people would want to knock over like that? And again, it's a mob mentality. There's so many people in this video that I'm watching. There's absolutely nothing the driver can do about it. He's just overwhelmed. He's boxed in, stuck at the light. Nobody's going anywhere. Here's the mob ripping off the back of the truck, and it happens so fast, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, I also got to wonder, now, the people who are mobbing the truck, they got to make sure that they have someplace, probably a nearby parking lot, where they can show, throw stuff in the back of their vehicles and take off, I, I would guess. I'm not sure how you'd actually plan something like this. I don't intend to plan something like this myself. I'm just trying to picture what the game plan would be. Much like those people who show up at grocery stores or various other kinds of Walgreens, places like that, and they just show up walking in, in some cases with shopping carts, they load them up and walk right out, but also when the mobs show up and just raid a place. A lot of this has been going on lately, which is why in many of these places, retail stores have just decided to pull out, but what happens if it goes beyond the retail store? So at some, play, at some point, there's got to be a way to solve this problem. How? I don't know yet. And I think a lot of city officials don't know yet exactly, too. Although, I mean, there's ways to do this. Uh, actual criminal fines would help. Actual punishment would probably help as well. But it's never going to be more than... The reason I say I don't know yet is it's never just more than one simple solution. It goes back, to I think, to the cultural problem of how is it that people think it's okay to do this in the first place? That I've never understood. How is it that you think that your conscience would allow you to do something like this? I think in large part, it's a learned behavior. We'll see. There's a lot to account for here in trying to solve this problem. Country's got a lot to work on. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Forty-eight's the time, and he's been on the phone all day today, so back we go. Frank, I just get this feeling that you're just decided, since you're on vacation, you're just going to phone in your sports reports. Well, not next week. I'll be gone. I'm, yeah. I'm incognito. Yeah, but I'm I mean... In Wellington, Color I'm in Wellington, Colorado. Why are there so many Wyoming license plates I, here? I, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Because you're shopping, Frank. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay, so we've done this, a list similar to this one before, but it still holds. 1978 okay. compared to 2023. Ready? You went gotcha. from long hair to longing for hair. <laughs> yes. From eight yeah. tracks to cataracts. Yes. From kegs to e KEGs to EKGs. Yes. Okay. Streaking to leaking. Not yet? Maybe. Not yet. Okay. Acid yet, yeah. rock to acid reflux. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Seeds and stems to fiber. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, yeah. uh, uh, you know, of course, you know who Snoop Dogg is. Snoop Dogg says he's going oh, yeah. to give up smoking pot, and everybody's like, you're right, Snoop. I yeah, whatever. Think. Yeah, dude, yeah. Okay, from Staying Alive the Song to Staying Alive the Goal. Yes, pretty yeah, much. Okay. Uh, from going to a hip new joint to getting a new hip joint. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that works too, yeah. Rolling stones to kidney stones? Not yet. Not yet, but can you believe that the stones are still doing it? Oh, yeah, Mick Jagger's like 80. And they, they just put out a new album. I know, and they'll yeah, probably tour again. Going on tour, yeah. Bell bottoms to big bottoms, yeah. Yeah. Disco to Costco. Yes. Okay. From whatever to depends. <laughs> Good one. I like that one, yeah. Rock and yeah. roll all night to sleep through the night. And I do like it yeah, when I heard, an, I heard an old couple one time, the husband said, what we used to do all night now takes us all night to do. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty accurate. That is, point. yeah, yeah. Think you know everything to think you know your name. So there you go. Just a few things that changed between then and now. How many of those apply to you, Frank? More than 50%. More than 50%. Okay. Well, that's good. Now, when you travel during something like this, how often do you prefer that somebody else drive? I would rather drive because then if I oh, get good. lost, it's my fault. Good. So you're still in that category because I think you've lost it when either you don't want to drive anymore or nobody else wants you driving anymore. One of those two. Yeah, exactly. All right. In junior college volleyball, Casper College will be back in action later this afternoon against New Mexico Junior College in that national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas. The T-Birds stayed alive in the tournament with a three sets to one win over Blinn, Texas yesterday. 25-19, 25-18, 18-25, and 25-19. So that is another loser-out match in the consolation round with New Mexico Junior College that will begin at noon Mountain Time. In college volleyball at the Division One level, the Wyoming Cowgirls are 8-9 and nine in Mountain West play after a three-sets-to-one win over the Air Force Academy yesterday in Laramie. They're going to have to beat New Mexico on Saturday in Laramie and also get some help from other teams in order to finish in the top six in the Mountain West Conference and the top six qualify for the national the, the, for the Mountain West Conference tournament. In men's basketball from um, oh, yesterday in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the Wyoming Cowboys lost to St. Louis 79-69, so they're 2-1 and one on the year. Caden Paul had 17 points. Cam Manuel had 15 points and 12 rebounds. But the Cowboys shot just 35% from the floor. So they're 2-1 and one on the year. They'll take on the College of Charleston at 1230 this afternoon. You can hear that on K2 Radio and KCGY in Laramie. In women's college basketball, the, the, uh, the Wyoming Cowgirls, they will be in Spokane tomorrow at 3 p.m. to take on Gonzaga. Cowgirls are 2-1 and one after beating DU their last time out. And Gonzaga's 2-0. and oh. And that's a high-powered scoring team, so that should be an interesting game tomorrow at 3 o'clock from Spokane. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women at home tonight at the T-Bird Gym to host NJC from Sterling, Colorado. The birds are 1-2 and two after losing to NJC their last time out. The Casper College men will be at Snow College tonight. They are 3-3 three and three on the year. The LCCC women from Cheyenne, uh, they will be at the East Utah Eastern Tournament this weekend. And the LCCC men, after losing to Lamar 79-78 the last time out, they will host Lamar on the 24th. Wyoming Cowboy football team in action tomorrow at noon in Laramie taking on Hawaii. The Pokes are 6-4. and four. Mountain was played 3-3. Three and, three in, uh, and they're 6-4 and four overall, 3-3 three and three in Mountain was played. And they really need to take a good look in the mirror and find out um, who they really are. With well, the real Wyoming Cowboys, please stand up. 
Cowboys at Hawaii is four and seven overall, two and four in league play. That's a noon start on on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL from last night, the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals, 34-20. Casper native and UW guy Logan Wilson with nine tackles for the Bengals in that game. They're five and five on the year. The Denver Broncos will take on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night. Broncos are four and five, and the Vikings are six and four. And that's it for sports. And according to Frank, UW wins. But yeah, by by like a vegan. Oh, okay, I, I, it's a win. They are going to pound. They are going to pound them. Okay, so we all know if like you're cane sugar. If you are on one of those sports betting apps, you all know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I say Hawaii in the points. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your vacation, Frank. See you in about a week you or bet. so. All right, coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Oh, 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 and let's not forget for those in the Casper, Wyoming area. I'm heading out to Ridley's Supermarket on Wyoming Boulevard, right across from the mall there. Birds and Bucks will be working with Griner Ford of Casper and Casper Housing Authority Cares in order to make sure that needy families get everything they need for their Thanksgiving dinner. And you can help. Just join us at Ridley's. I'll be there till 3 o'clock this afternoon.